and welcome to Shifting Culture, a monthly segment dedicated to exploring and celebrating the stories of accomplished women of colour. From brand builders to creative entrepreneurs to mental health experts, this series unfolds how these women have made huge contributions to the progression of our culture. This month we caught up with singer and songwriter Mwanje Tembo. Although she has currently left Melbourne to live in Botswana, Mwanje has definitely left a mark in the Australian music industry. She speaks to us about her creative journey, her experience navigating the music industry in Australia. She also speaks to us about self-love and life transitions, as well as the inspiration behind her upcoming EP, Seasons. Thank you so much for joining us on this month's episode, Mwanje. How are you? Thank you for having me. I'm very good, thank you. How are you guys? We're good, we're good. All the way, can we just say side note, all the way from Botswana, because I feel like that needs to be inserted into this. (laughs) Yes. How is it? How are you? Is everything going? I know we had a catch up before, but yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm doing well right now. Thank you. Um, trying to keep busy, trying to stay creative, uh, moving around from here to there, you know, just getting some things done. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, I guess, yeah, like your, your like career and where you've come from. Um, so I started, I come from a very musical household. I started singing around five I've been in choirs for a long, a long time. Like a lot of my life was spent in choirs. I think about like 12 years in choirs. Um, when I was about 12, 13, I was classically trained um, for about three years. And then I got really bored of it because <laughs> it was just like singing in Latin. And I was like, okay, yeah, this is cool. Um, but I, I like different styles of music. Um, so I, I took a break from that and I sort of like went out into my, my own and I started listening to like modern music. I listen to loads of different genres of music. So like if my phone's on shuffle, it'll go from like yeah. classical to rock to R&B, like just the end of the spectrum. Um, so I feel like that's something that really informs my music as well. Uh, I've only recently started writing like three years ago. This upcoming EP is like the first it's that first collection of like solid songs I've written for myself so mm-hmm. yeah wow that's like so when you say classical music were you also playing instruments or were you just um was it like singing it was mainly singing I nearly got into like piano but my singing teacher was like yeah no I can <laughs> you're not really there. you're not really feeling it I did flute for a little bit, but then that just kind of like died down. I think singing has always been, I do see it as my instrument and Mm. I do study it very carefully. So um, this is, this is, this is me. Yeah, that's beautiful. I feel like um, just going into the next question, you've probably touched on it with your introduction, but um, what I guess, was your journey to becoming an artist what did that look like um was it always a passion for you and was it a huge part of your upbringing like for example was it something that your parents um wanted for you other family members was it just a huge part of your life growing up um pursuing it as a career 
was definitely a dream, but not necessarily something I saw for myself. Mm-hmm. Something I always hoped for. Like I remember being in, in like grade 10 writing exams, like I should be on Disney Channel by now. I was just like, this is not <laughs> the plan. This is not the plan. It's not where my heart wants to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was never a career thing. Like growing up, we didn't have a lot of people that that followed this career path. And also just in Botswana, not a lot of artists make it out of just Botswana. Um, so it didn't seem like something realistic to me, even though I loved it and I invested so much time into it. Um, it was only when I moved to Melbourne and I saw the, diff- the, the opportunities, I saw how people embraced music and explored music and performing and the arts in general. And I saw the strides that my sister was brave enough to make because honestly, it took a lot of guts coming from somewhere where it's not appreciated or celebrated yeah. as much to like being full out there and speaking your mind and and speaking your truth so that was a very inspirational time for me I gradually got into performing but as like back as a background vocalist for my sister and I was just like initially I was just like helping her out she mm-hmm. knew I could sing I loved to sing I was still a student so I was like yeah let me just let me just help you out here and there and then mm. I started doing it more and I was like, whoa, okay, I love this. <laughs> and then I was finally brave enough to like decide to do this for myself. That was like 2019, at the end of 2019, beginning of 2020, I had my first um, festival performance and I was really ready to just like go guns blazing and everything. Mm. And of course, everything played out the way it did. But yeah, that's been my musical journey so far. I'm still, you know, I'm still on on the ride and, and yeah. I'm happy that people are going to see what I've been working on. That's amazing. Even just being able to like take your passion or what you're not even, I guess, your passion, but like discovering it and then kind of having that opportunity to, you know, like, I guess, see it go into fr- um, fruition. But I mm. wanted to like when you were in Australia, I guess, what was the music scene like for you, like coming here? You said that you were someone who listened to such like a variety of different genres. Do you feel like there was an element where you felt boxed in in the Australian scene? Because I feel like the mainstream, it's very selective. And like even as a black woman, there's like a in the West, I feel like there's a particular way that we're kind of perceived um, Mm -hmm. through pop culture and all of that stuff. So I guess going into the music scene, what was your experience like that in Australia? Um, Well, I've only released one song. Mm. It was received really well within like the music space, music industry yeah. and, and people outside, which I'm very grateful for. Um, but I have gotten comments like, mm, I don't really like, I don't really like get it. And yeah. <laughs> lots of people, lots of people yeah. that, that wanted me to, they were like, you know, maybe you should try go this direction or like your voice really would really sound good in this genre and, and all of that. Um, mm-hmm. Initially it was a little bit of a, a blow to me because music is so personal yeah um and I don't really draw from one genre mm-hmm. like whatever I hear in the music whatever inspires me is what I put out and I really feel like it's a reflection of me it's like my essence <laughs> in a song so mm-hmm. to hear people be like I don't get it you should do this you should do that initially it hurt me and then I was like you know what? I don't care <laughs> I do not care and now I'm more confident in the way I move um some of the people that have heard like this EP 
that's coming mm-hmm. out the the comment I get the most is that it's so unique and I just feel like that's because it's very me and mm-hmm. I'm not trying to sound like anybody else um it's a comp it's a combination of different elements so yeah and surprisingly like when I moved to Melbourne I've I've dabbled in jazz before but mm-hmm. there's Melbourne jazz is very distinct and it's very experimental I don't know if you guys have been in like jazz scenes a lot but that that was one area that really really inspired me because it's like it's like taking everything that's known and then and then putting yourself into it which is essentially what I try to do with my music I thought it was very beautiful but at the same time it's very distinct within Melbourne so um, that also inspired me just to continue being myself because then it could grow into something bigger than me yeah how did you go through the process of like shaking that that kind of I don't want to say judgment, but when you said that you felt like there were a lot of like um, people that had opinions on your art um, and then you got to a point where you just didn't care, how did you shake that off? Because I feel like it can be very taxing, especially when you are like a unique kind of artist in the space that you're in being like a black woman in Australia. Mm. So like, how do you, yeah, how did you, what did that process look like for you? Um, Musically, it was... It was all about, I feel like I don't make good music when I have other people in mind. Mm. I feel like I don't create good music. So at the end of the day, I filtered everything out that didn't sound good to me. And I was (laughs) left with this very same thing that people were like telling me to change. I feel like that that journey was happening simultaneously with just an internal journey of like self-love, self-acceptance. just things that anyone my age is naturally going through at this time. Uh, yeah, it was it was a hard process. Some days were better than others. I'd make progress and then I'd regress. Mm. Um, but just remembering that I have my own my own thing to contribute. Mm. Um, and as a black woman, a black artist, it's very annoying when people try to restrict you to just like. R&B or just like soul um yeah. neo soul was was kind of nice <laughs> but at the same time I don't think it really embodies who I am and what my music is mm-hmm. so it just it was a lot about self-acceptance yeah and just like yeah truly expressing from the core of who I am yeah so I guess um before we like talk about your up and coming EP what type of what genre if you had to like just for people who don't know or um, who are listening and um, don't have an idea of the type of music that you put out if you had to describe your music in one word it doesn't have to in three words however many words you want (laughs) (laughs) like how 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 would you describe it and I know that that yeah, it can be a hard question to answer. Very. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Um, no, no, it's all right. Let me try. Let me try it. Um, fusion, mm-hmm. alternative, experimental, but it also has elements of like classics. Yeah. Because I did listen to like the greats growing up. I listened to like Whitney. I listened to Mariah, like people I consider great. And there's certain, there's like a, Mm, they have this like they create this atmosphere with their music uh-huh. that I really wanted to 
to like have as a finish on top of my my songs yeah so yeah were you um just also off that were you very inspired by um the music scene back in you know Botswana and um you said uh you also spent time in South Africa you've kind of been here like everywhere were you able to like take inspiration from the music scene over there and you know fusion it you said like with the jazz scene here in Melbourne for example was that kind of like the process for you not exactly I was a very isolated artist just because uh when I left when I left Botswana I was still in high school so I wasn't really going out to like the music scene and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the popular artists in Botswana are like rap artists. And at that mm-hmm. time, I was, I was not interested in rap. I was not interested in trap. Um, that's a completely different story now. Mm-hmm. But at that time, I wasn't. Then I went out into Melbourne, gone to jazz, more classical music, experimental music. And my, obviously, my sister is a rapper, so... I was in that world a lot more. So there were things that I got to understand and appreciate as well. Mm-hmm. So when I came back, I have a different, I had a different perspective, but then it was also interesting that the rap here is fused with like <clears throat> traditional elements as well. Mm-hmm. So that was like, that was beautiful to me. That's, and it's still so inspiring to me that you can also have a stamp of like, mm-hmm. you can be influenced by the West, but have a stamp of where you're from and make it very distinct to your music. So. Yeah, I don't know if I answered the question. I kind of <laughs> with your latest release, or your you said you released the song Divine. Um, we absolutely love the, the themes in the music in the song. Mm-hmm. Sorry, so especially now and how relevant it is with um, you know you touched on things like self love and even talking about like life transitions. Um, can you talk to us a little bit about that and also about your journey with that over the over the years? even like musically or even personally, like how, like how was your journey with even self-love and how have you practiced that? Um, because I write from experience and just like, I try to write from a place of truth. My musical journey and my personal journey often reflect each other. So whatever I'm going through personally is yeah. going to come out through the music that I create. Mm. Um, oh, self-love. It's such a... <laughs> Self-love is like very personal. It's very, very personal. Yeah. But at the same time, I do love having conversations about like self-development in general. Mm -hmm. Um, This upcoming EP that I, okay, a bit of a spoiler. This upcoming EP is called Seasons. And to me, Seasons, (laughs) to me, Seasons, (laughs) (laughs) Seasons, the, the name seasons is, is meant to represent like the different phases or stages that you go through in life. Mm. Um, the divine is just like a slither of what seasons is going to explore and express. Mm-hmm. Um, can you ask the question again? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm sorry, I feel like I trailed along with the question. You just talked about this, the themes that you touched in Divine, but you can also talk about your, we're going to ask you about your new EP coming up anyway. But um, yeah, like you touched on a lot of those themes, like, um, like self-love and, and like life conditioning and things like that. Is that the same with what's your, I mean, well, is it similar to what Seasons is going to be like? Yes, definitely. Um, it's going to explore different parts of the journey. I really believe that self-development 
happens continuously and it never it never stops um seasons seasons explores like the cyclical nature of growth so like you start you start not knowing you you gain information you gain you you develop ideas you move around with those ideas those ideas are sort of like disproven or like destroyed you fall you crash you hit rock bottom you hit rock bottom and then you rise again those are generally the themes um and obviously I'm not speaking in in detail right now but those are just reflective of the things that I'm going through and will continue to go through that all of us go through um the divine in particular um at that time Sampo was on tour I think that was the first time I was living alone Sampo was on tour I was still very new to Melbourne I didn't have a lot of friends the few friends I had I didn't really want to like ask too much of them so I spent a lot of time alone in my apartment it was very depressing um the divine was written in like what three days lots of like scribbling and then crossing out because I just had so many things I was trying to express at once and I think that's pretty evident because I have there's so many topics that I touch on in there um but yeah that was like a bit of a lonely time and I think that was when I decided that ugh something has to change because I was feeling very sad, very heavy, very stagnant. And that was just an expression of what I was going through. And I wanted it to be beautiful. Like when you're at rock, when you hit rock bottom, there's nowhere else to go but up. And that's, that's the part that I really wanted to embody with the song as opposed to just being in the trenches. When I tell you it heavily, heavily resonates. Um, and I can't wait to hear your EP because Honestly, I can't tell you enough. Like, I think it's such a good time right now to be releasing that kind of music and just in general, because this even relates to the conversation we had the other day, Rahel, about like feeling burnt out and feeling like you get to a point where you kind of feel like you're on autopilot and you don't even know. You know what I mean? I think it comes down to really understanding yourself and tapping like self-awareness for me is key at, at this time. And just in general, like knowing where you're at mentally and all that sort of stuff. So um, I'm excited. I'm really excited to hear this. Thank you. Hopefully it's, it starts conversations. I have lots of like, I'm going to be giving lots of background into each song and what it meant mm-hmm. to me and what I was going through during that time. And it's really crazy how these songs were actually written a few years ago and there've been so, so many delays and um, like barriers when it, when it came to like creating this and finishing it and like the process of putting it out. But at the same time, I can really see that this is the best time mm. to put it out. It's almost like divine timing. Like this was when it was meant to be put out. So yeah. yeah. So when should we be expecting it? Or are we that? <laughs> we can't say nothing about that yet. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> we tried. We tried. <laughs> you really tried with that. I know. Just I'm trying to stay away from giving promises. <laughs> I did that in the beginning. I was like two months. Just wait two months, three months. Two months came, three months came. So I'm not going to say anything until it comes out. Oh my god! We like literally do the same thing all the time with bittersweet. It's like we'll <laughs> announce something on the podcast, be like, "Yeah, guys, we're doing this," and then like I'll have a conversation with someone who listened to the episode, and they're like, "Um, weren't you supposed to like drop the <laughs> exactly?" <laughs> we get so excited, and then we just like 
talk too much. <laughs> Things like- I'm, I'm trying to like hold back a little no, bit. Jesus. I just thought I might as well just, you know, <laughs> if you don't ask, you don't know, you know. So Exactly. That was that was a good effort. Touching on um divine and seasons and everything. I just I think that music has such a powerful ability to um really change people's lives and like change people's perspectives. And it's kind of like if you don't have someone to listen to um, or talk to listening to something like so raw and obviously so um, authentic is just an in- incredible experience. So I really can't, um, I really can't wait to listen to it. And I really appreciate music that like I can resonate with. And I think like we've all been saying, not even just with COVID, like period, like yeah. life just comes and like you have ups and downs. And I guess for any other uh, young people that are aspiring to be artists or even just kind of going through like this time and all that and just kind of want to um, get some inspiration from this conversation we're having, what would you, I guess, what advice would you hand out to them? I would say focus on your craft, like focus on developing it and really like value and treasure your artistry because eventually as you like, if you're trying to be a musician, of course you're trying to grow. I believe in trying your best to maintain your authenticity, um, but also as you get out there and as you speak to corporations, it's very important for you to understand your worth and you don't know that if you don't explore it yourself you're worth in yourself and you're worth in your music and whatever you have to offer. So really work on developing that and valuing that. Um, don't focus on competition, mm. especially um, like especially black women, because it make they make us feel like there's a very small box that we can fit and there's only a few of us that can fit in there. But do not, do not, do not make enemies out of other artists. Like learn from each other, embrace each other. Um, and yeah, it also goes back to just like valuing yourself. Once you value yourself and you know that you're bringing something special, you will not be threatened by other people because they're also bringing something special. Um, and yeah, above all, stay grounded, have your tribe, the people that love you, they'll tell it to you straight. Like if you're, if you're just acting up, they will tell you now you're acting up right now. Mm. Um, but they will also encourage you when you are down and doubting yourself. Yeah. So that's what I would say. Sis, thank you. That was beautiful. Thank you so much for just for joining us on this week's episode. Um, where can people find you on socials? Yes. Well, first of all, I'd like to say thank you to you guys for having such a beautiful and safe space. I think your impact is greater than you actually know. So just keep doing you, keep being yourself because this is amazing. <laughs> mm. You can <laughs> find me. <laughs> Let them know. <laughs> you can find me on Instagram, wanje underscore T, M-W-A-N-J-E underscore T. You can find me on Twitter. I don't know what my name is on Twitter, but you can find me. <laughs> and that's pretty much where I reside for now. Um, hoping to build better a better relationship with social media. I, I am not very interactive. I don't really share a lot at the moment, but um, as I work on that, I hopefully will. And it, it's nice to have other people that really respond to you and understand you. So the more the more we get to know each other, 
and more natural it'll feel. Thank you. Thanks for watching. It's been great having you on. Thank you so much, guys. We'll definitely plug everything in the description for everyone listening. Thanks, again. guys. Thank Bye. you so much. Bye.